This is Hugh Douglas from 9290 Game, and you listen to MTMD Sports. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot the shot. I'm coming in hot. Hey, 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 how y'all doing? This is Rick Sincere with MTMV Sports. So happy to be here today talking to you as the expert on expert fantasy football advice. This time is expert fantasy football advice with Rick Sincere. I'm your host, Rick Sincere, and I'm so happy to be here with you today. We're going to hop right into it. This will probably probably be one of the shortest episodes for us. We generally get on, um, you know, another expert from somewhere else, and, and we're able to go back and forth with that expert, but today you're going to get Dr. Spack himself giving you some um, surprises, disappointments. First off, we'll hop into, you guys know how we format, we go into surprises first, we'll then talk about the disappointments from this past week. After that, uh, we will hop into our next segment, which is waiver wire targets, and then right after that, we will hop into our guaranteed producers of the week. This week, no trust fall, no trade wins, um, but you will get this good information that I have for you today. All right, let's hop into it, man. It is a beautiful day. Now, look, I'm coming off of, I want to say, I, I, I'm, I play in like seven leagues, so y'all know how I, I get down. Um, I play about I play in about seven leagues. I won four out of those seven leagues this week. It was a pretty decent week for me, but like always in fantasy, y'all know what it is. I play daily too, so I played in about, I played maybe about $4 in daily. <laughs> I know somebody's like, yo, you're not even taking this seriously, my man. But no, really, I don't I don't really play for, for much. I just want to kind of test my skills, see where I'm at with it. And I won in every single one of those daily leagues. It was a pretty good, you know, overhaul, you know, not not a lot risk. Not a lot gained. I got, I got back about fourteen bucks out of those four dollars. But I mean, still, this is kind of you know what it what it is when I'm whenever you're playing daily and you're only throwing out a dollar, right? Um, you know, you just kind of get back what it is. So, but I had a pretty decent week. But there were some guys who outright surprised me. Some guys who just came out of nowhere and had phenomenal days. Now, this first guy shouldn't have surprised me as much, and I shouldn't have been as surprised based on who he was going up against, which we'll get into later. But I was surprised by the output of one Kirk Cousins, quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings, 337 yards, four TDs, and he didn't even use Thielen, which we need to, we'll, actually, no, we're not going to wait. Adam Thielen has been, if you have him on your team, you probably invested a high draft pick in him. He has been a disappointment, which we've heard over and over and over again. Yes, Adam Thielen hasn't been great. This week, he did get away, I think it was 25 yards and a touchdown, which is cool. Happy for that, right? That was cool. But but I, you expect so much more from Adam Thielen based on what he did last season. It seemed last season he was money. Every time you started him, he was walking away with at least, at least double digits, right? I'm talking about, well, triple digit yards receiving and at least a touchdown. That's what Adam Thielen was last season. And, and when they first hooked up, I'm like, yo, this will only get better as the years progress. It has not. And he got hurt in that game. I understand that. He gets hurt. He walks away. And you don't hear from him anymore. He didn't return. 
And chances are he won't be playing this week. It's another week you'll walk away disappointed in him. But if you've picked up Kirk Cousins over the past few weeks, Kirk Cousins has been a remarkable find. He has been week after week after week. He has been doing a phenomenal job. And I'm excited about kind of where Kirk Cousins is going in the future. We'll see what the schedule looks like because he does have a few rough ones up ahead. And there may be some better options. But Kurt, you surprised me this week, man. Congratulations. Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Look, whenever you have his type of speed, it doesn't take much for you to be a winner of the week. And Marquez did his thing. Two receptions. Two receptions. But 133 yards in a TD. Man, and, and if you get bonus points in your league from those TDs from 40 yards away... This guy had a good day for you. And most likely, if you're like me, I mean, I found out that, hey, I thought you the whole week, this is kind of what we thought. We thought Lazard was the guy. Everybody did. If you play fantasy, you probably thought Lazard was the guy because um, um, MVS went out last week, right? Um, Alice, um, Geronimo Allison went out last week. And you probably thought neither one of those guys were playing. Then late in the you know late in in the uh, fantasy week you find out that Marquez Valdez Scantling is playing man i pulled him i played him and i got rewarded two receptions like i said 133 and a td that's good work that's good work man i'll i'll take that any day of the week another guy you were warned about 2 weeks ago on this very show you were told man go out and pick up Chase Edmonds and me with my ridiculously stupid self i did go pick him up i picked him up as soon as i got the invitation as soon as i got the invite go pick him up i picked him up and then i dropped him and then i paid for it. his name is none other than running back chase edmonds of the cardinals if you don't know by now my boy had a week 27 rushing attempts 126 yards and three tds he kept running in the end zone and i don't know how you are but when i see a guy burst out of the <laughs> burst out of the backfield headed to the end zone i immediately go and check to see who picked him up and he was scooped in almost every single league around people got wind of him last week when you saw him just kind of moving around you already know about what's going on with david johnson He's suffering with the injury and did not play in this. When he did, he was able to play just in case the emergency came around, right? But, and that probably pissed off, I mean, that probably, I'm sorry, made a lot of people upset, right? But, at the same time, Chase Edmonds came through. And now look, man, look, if you don't have him, he, we're going to talk waiver wire targets. I'm going to just tell you right now. Put the waiver in. If he's still out there, put the waiver in. There's no way this guy should be on any more waiver wires. He should not be available in any league. I'm in seven. He was available in one. I scooped him. Get him right now. Don't play around with it. Regardless of what's going on, I bet they find a way to keep him involved in the offense, and you want this guy on your squad. All right, another guy who had a pretty good week, but I'm happy about this one because I predicted it. Corey Davis, wide receiver for Tennessee. Why did I predict it? How did I foresee that coming? I'm going to tell you what I saw. What I saw is Ryan Tannehill, and I saw Ryan Tannehill coming in for uh, Marcus Mariota. I knew that for one, right? I knew when he came in, he was going to have some targets. I know that in practice, he already has targets. And remember, 
Tannehill played a significant portion of the preseason. He played a significant portion of it, and he connected with Corey Davis and A.J. Brown. But he loved his connection with Corey Davis. You remember who he was, Ryan Tannehill, when he was in Miami and how he connected with Jarvis Landry a lot. So I actually thought Humphreys might be the guy, right? But when you go back and you look at his preseason footage and you watch him play in the preseason, he does like his... You you see a rhythm with Corey Davis. You can see a rhythm with his top-tier wide receivers, knowing that they would have a quarterback with something to prove, plus a pretty decent matchup. Man, I went out and I and I scooped Tory, Corey Davis and I played him in all my um, um, daily fantasy leagues and I also played him in my actual fantasy league. Scooped him up because he was available. People stopped believing and this ultra talented wide receiver produced a pretty decent day. Six receptions, 80 receiving yards and a touchdown and I look forward to more of that in the future. We'll talk a little bit more about Corey Davis later. Corey Davis had a good day. Alright, now let's move on to something that's near and dear to my heart, right? Gotta talk about my boy, Latavius Murray, 180, no, I'm sorry, 150 yards, two TDs, coming out the backfield looking like an absolute beast, all six, three of them, running downhill, looking like the best replacement for Elvin Kamara in a crunch situation. Man, going into this game, you thought the Saints were screwed. If you didn't think they were screwed, then you have some type of faith that I need to talk to you about because I didn't have it. Looking at what's going on with Breeze, Breeze out. Cool, it's Teddy, but Teddy's been good, right? But you can't sustain the loss of Alvin Kamara. Not after losing Drew, you can't sustain that. Could they ever? Man, they bullied the Bears. They killed the Bears. They walked over the Bears. They made fun of the Bears. Then left the Bears crying. It was a bad situation for the Bears. But at the same time, Latavius Murray, while they were bullying people, that offensive line was doing that thing. Hope. Got to also give a shout-out to Ryan Ramchek on the offensive line of the Saints. He made Khalil Mack disappear that day. That ain't normal. That ain't general. That, that's not a, a like normal situation or a general situation. Khalil Mack never disappears. Ryan Ramchek, he should be on your Pro Bowl watch. But you know what? We don't give points. They don't get points to, you know, offensive linemen. So let's leave him out there. Latavius Murray banked, though. 150, two TDs, man. And just and look, if you're getting receiving yards, you threw it to him out of the backfield. He looked like a full-time running back. And what I'm liking about the situation is that with him showcasing like that, Sean's not just going to let that go. Sean Payton won't let that go. He will probably be more featured in the offense moving forward. He should be somebody to keep. If you can put him in that Ingram role. Now, the Ingram role was an equal shared role between him and Kamara, right? Put him in that Ingram role. He's been more of a be-back role this whole entire season. Just come in and spell Elvin and then, you know, kind of go sit back down. But as a feature running back, he really showed who he was. Now, granted, people who are real Bears fans know that the Bears were missing their interior alignment. You know that. You know they were missing an interior alignment and you understand that with him being gone, right, uh, with that interior line not being at full strength, then it's a little bit easier to run through that team. So this, but at the same time, they're the Bears. They have a great defense, right? And Latavius Murray took full advantage of it. Another guy I got to shout out because I can't leave him out is Zach Pascal. Now, this is a problem. This is more so for some of you, uh, who, uh, what? What do I do with that, right? Look, Pascal, 
42 fantasy points in some leagues, right? He went off this week. I mean, he went clean off. We talking about, was it two receiving touchdowns, 106 receiving yards and six receptions? Zach Pascal had himself a day. He had a day. I mean, we have to mention, just honorable mention, um, Jacoby Brissett, who had a really good day as well, right? Um, but, you know, you, you're starting to expect that a little bit out of Brissett. I didn't expect it coming into the season, but Brissett has been that type of guy. He's been having a good one. So, I love what I'm seeing from Jacoby Brissett. All right, so those are all the guys. Now, the question is, who, how do you handle most of these guys moving forward, right? You have a guy like Kirk Cousins. Can he keep up that kind of stuff? You know, going forward, is that his M.O. now? Like, should I expect a, a, a situation like that from Kirk Cousins from here on out? Um, I guess you can expect to see it one more week at least, right? For at least one more week, I do expect Kirk Cousins to still be blasting off like that. Maybe even two more weeks, right? So Washington, he has Washington up next. I think that's a plus play for him. And you also have Kansas City after that, probably minus Patrick Mahomes. I'm hearing rumors that Patrick may be coming back a little bit faster than you think, but still, um, I'm I'm seeing plus matchups for um, Washington plus for Kansas City. He may struggle a little bit versus Dallas, but yesterday, right, like Dallas has, Dallas can be taken, I'll just say that, Dallas can be taken, um, you saw Nelson Aguilar's alligator arms, right, what, you get a guy like Stefan Diggs out there, he's not, he's not gonna do that, I see Dallas can be taken, maybe he even carries that into those matchups, but those are not great matchups for him going forward, so for the next two weeks, Kirk Cousins should be, should be all right for you, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, he should be all right, um, for a little while moving forward, he's still week to week, Man, it's still week to week with Devontae Adams. So Marquez, he still may be a big highlight in this um, offense. He may be um, a move going forward. Corey Davis, I'm saying it now. Put him in your lineups, man. Go find him. Put him in your lineups. Let's see how long this Ryan Tannehill-Corey Davis relationship kicks off. If he has a similar relationship with these receivers as he did with Landry, these two guys may be all right for the foreseeable future. So I'm looking out for a guy like Corey Davis, and I'm probably picking him up. I'm just letting you know that. Um, and like I told you with Latavius Murray, I think he'll be a part. Zach Pascal, I honestly don't know. Just straight up, I don't know. Um, yes, he, he is somebody who you know kind of came out of nowhere and had a phenomenal day like that. I To me... I'm not really sure if it's a fluke or not. I'll keep my eye on him. I put him on my watch list, but no, I'm not. I'm not like if I have a lot of free agency bucks, I'm not investing a bunch in it. I, I, it may be a blip, you know. Overall, it may be a blip. So we'll see, right? Um, there's a guy, Paris Campbell, wide receiver, um, who should be coming back um, later on, possibly. But um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm concerned about that. All right, let's hop into our disappointments for this week. There are some disappointments, and, and I don't know about you guys, but I was disappointed in a few people, so I have to let it be known. Here we go. First off, my first disappointment goes to my boy, Frank Gore. Now, Gore, I'm not mad for real, for real at you because I understand the situation. Bro, you old. Like, you're not old, old, you know what I mean? But, like, you football ancient. But you still get it done, and I love that. I just expected for you to have a plus-plus matchup against Miami. You know what I mean? Like, I just expected for you to walk into the end zone, handle business for maybe two TDs. I don't know. That's what I thought based on the matchup. I was like, you know what? It's my boy, Frank. He's going to, like, Buffalo should be driving a lot, and they should put him in a situation where he's on the goal line. He gets those two or three, you know, two-yard touchdowns, and I'm good with a day like that from Frank. 
Didn't get it, Frank. What's up, bro? 55 yards? My man. I'm going to need a little bit more from you against Miami. That's what I'm expecting at this point. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I shouldn't have expected that from you, my brother. At the same time, I was disappointed. 55 yards, what am I supposed to do with that? You feel me? I'm just saying. All right. Now, outside of that, another guy who was disappointing to me. One reception? One reception? 11 yards, Frank? Um, anyway, so let's move on. All right, so uh, Michael Gallup. I expected a lot more from Michael Gallup this week. I just thought, you know, with the matchup, him going up against the Eagles, I know that that secondary isn't great. I understand that, you know, you're you're kind of in a situation where you could be the guy a little bit because Amari wasn't at full strength. I expected a big day from Gallup. Three receptions, 34 yards, and the big blowout type of situation, yes, Ezekiel Elliott went off, and yes, everybody kind of got into the mix. They just didn't really feature you like that, my man, and I felt a little ways about it. And I don't know if you feel some ways about it, but I did. I just expected more from Michael Gallup this week going up against the, that Eagles team. He disappointed me this weekend, and, you know, I mean, I'll get over it. I'm not a guy to hold on to things, Mike, you know what I mean? But at the same time, my bro, that hurt. I'm just, I, you know, just one brother to another. I didn't like it. Anyway, let's move on to Brandon Cooks. Now, I have to talk a little bit more about Brandon Cooks and kind of what's been going on all season long. Now, I don't, I don't want to belabor the point here, but um, Brandon, my bro, what's going on, man? Yes, you, you did well against Cleveland. You had a pretty decent game against Cleveland, and I like that, right? Against Tampa Bay, you did. You were decent, but for the last three weeks, you 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 just haven't been doing much, right? Like, for the last three weeks, you just haven't been coming through like I need you to. And, yes, you got hurt a little bit, but I understand that, man. But one reception, 29 yards, three receptions, 18 yards, and this last one in a plus matchup when you're supposed to murder Atlanta, which the team did, did but you didn't, right? Man, what's going on with you? I, I like the four receptions. That's cool. But you got to do more with them. Four receptions, 59 yards. I know I shouldn't be hurt. I just expected a blow-up day. Do you know how your name was blowing up on Twitter prior to this game? And everybody was like, yo, go buy low on Brandon Cooks. Do, do you know who I almost gave up for you this week? Like, I almost made moves to bring you on the squad, but I didn't. And the reason I did not do that is because for some reason, some part of me just didn't quite believe in who you've been in that offense. Dude, I expected you to be the number one guy. I wanted to draft you early, but you weren't the number one guy. And you haven't been the number one guy all season long. And you just proved week after week, I should not trust you. Do you have to play Cleveland every week to go eight for 112? I mean, what, what do I need to do to get you back to your killer ways? Bro, do they need to let you bring back the arrow ship celebration? Did that hurt you? I don't know what happened. I don't know what's been going on with Brandon Cooks, to be honest with you, for this season. He seems like almost the fourth option in that in, in that offense, right? And what happened to that offense? It used to be phenomenal. He had a great week. He had a great week this week. But for over the course of the season, I'm just not as impressed as I was with the Los Angeles Rams. Um, 
I know Sean McVay is, is, is great. I know he's a great coach. And I know that this won't last always. They say trouble don't last always. And maybe this Brandon Cook situation won't last always. And maybe there's people out there who still say go buy low on on Brandon Cooks because he should blow up. But your big blow-up matchup was this week. It was supposed to happen right now. And this week, I was disappointed. You were great for the team. Horrible for me. Sorry, my man. I am disappointed. My next one goes out to... I'm sorry, man. I, I got to send it out to Cliff Kingsbury. You disappointed not just me, but tons of people, my man. Tons of people. You know what? I'm harping. I'm harping. But you did. I'm, I'm just saying. You know what I mean? Like, like if David Johnson's hurt, sit him and put the out tag on him. Don't leave him available for everybody to think he's going to play and then let Chase go off for three touchdowns. I'm just saying. Mike Vrabel, what's up with Delaney Walker? He's listed as questionable when you knew he wasn't going to play? Come on, my man. Get those people out of there. I'm just saying. It, it would have helped. You know? It would have helped. Either way. Hey y'all, look, this is ha- look, we hashed back, we went over some stuff that went on with um with week seven. I don't know how your week seven went. My week seven was decent, like I told you guys. I'm used to going seven for seven. I wanna have a great Sunday, right? I wanna have a great Monday night when it's all said and done. I wanna go seven for seven in my money leagues I did well, but I was surprised at some great production. I was disappointed by others. I just wanted to share that with you guys. <laughs> now that you've Went through my frustration of week seven, and you've seen my surprise of week seven. We're going to hop into um, week eight and start looking ahead right after this break. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for listening. And look, if you have some fantasy questions that you want to ask and you run, really want to kind of get some advice on, we bring on big-time experts every single week. And if they're not here, then I'm here for you. And we do this every single week, man. So just go ahead, hit us up at MTMV Sports on Twitter, and we will be glad to address any questions you have right here on the show when we invite our expert every week. All right, y'all. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back talking about week eight with guaranteed producers and some good waiver wire targets for you. All right. What's good? It's your boy, Stephen Malcolm, and you are listening to MTMV Sports. Let's get it. Hey, this is Amy Bentley with RWMS Group, and you are listening to MTMV Sports. Keep it locked. Here we go, y'all. We're back. We're going to look ahead to week eight. Now, granted, I'm going to say this to you right now. I can be wrong. This could not be right. I'm just going to be honest with you. This may not be absolutely right, okay? Like, what I'm about to tell you may not be absolutely right, but it is good advice. <laughs> it is something you should go and do. Uh, we talked earlier about some waiver wire targets already, so uh, we don't have to rehash the rationale for it. But FYI, go pick up Chase Edmonds, right? He's obvious. He had a phenomenal day. So he looks like he could be the workhorse guy whenever um, when, whenever David's out. Whenever David Johnson's out, he could be the workhorse guy. Go pick him up. No, no more to say about that. All right, now, another thing that just recently happened that I thought was pretty cool, I thought was pretty, pretty cool, right, is Kenny Stills. Kenny Stills became somebody that you should go and get. Fuller is down with a hammy, and you know his injury history, and you know he's normally hot 
up until that first injury of the season. Then after that, he struggles to regain that form. Well, Kenny won't have those problems, and he's still a burner. Kenny Stills is a burner in an offense that loves to throw the ball deep if there's a burner available, right? And you know how he's going to get down. He has some great matchups coming up. He has some great matchups coming up um, later on. So you want to hop on this train ASAP. Oakland's coming up. Jacksonville with no Jalen Ramsey's coming up, right? Baltimore's coming up. Indy's coming up. A lot of great, great matchups for Kenny Stills coming up. And if he if he holds on and if he stays healthy for the championship, for most of you for the championship, if your championship is week 16, beautiful matchup against Tampa Bay. Just putting it out there. Kenny Stills may be a guy you got to look into, right? Um, and I don't know how long uh, Will Fuller's out, but like I said, he struggles to regain that form after that first injury. Kenny Stills may be somebody you need to go and check out ASAP. All right, so another guy who may be a guy for now, but he may not be a guy for long, but he is somebody who should be on your radar, Ty Johnson. Yes, he didn't do extremely well this week, 10 carries, 29 yards, um, but at the same time, they did throw the ball to him, four catches for 28 yards, right? But Carrion is supposed to be out for a little while. The news is that he'll be out for some time. You guys know that some time generally means at least over two to four weeks. Ty Johnson may be a guy who can help you in those few weeks. If Carrion Johnson was your guy, I would go and make the move for him right now. Like I'd go and pick him up. Well, you probably can't just outright pick him up, but I put the waiver claim in for Ty Johnson ASAP because if he's going to be the guy in that offense, right? You saw Carrion's normally um, playing in the offense. He should be the guy. Some people would like to focus on J.D. McKissick. I liked him as well. When I saw him playing in the game, I, I thought that he was a great shifty back with a lot of explosive, uh, with a lot of explosive moves. At the same time, Ty Johnson seemed to be the guy. So, um... We'll see kind of how that all plays out, but I wouldn't risk it, chance it, or anything. Ty Johnson's my target. I go out and get him. Um, another piece of advice I want to give everybody out there, I know, I know this is going to come off kind of weird, right? Yeah, I know this is going to come off weird. Especially, <laughs> especially what would happen Tonight, I'm recording this Monday night right after the Jets just took a butt whooping by the Patriots and they got their behinds whipped, whipped 33 0. Like somebody said it was a lesson of like master and, 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 you know, like trainee or something, right? It was bad. They had your boy seeing ghosts. I don't know if y'all heard that, but he was like, I'm seeing ghosts out there. What? It was bad, bad. But let me tell you that schedule coming up and maybe it'll give you a little bit of an understanding of why I'm suggesting this. There are some Jets players out there who may turn up gold because later on during their season, throughout their season, for the next few weeks, they have a light, light schedules. Jacksonville's up next. They don't do well against the pass. Miami's up after that. The Giants are up after that. The Redskins are up after that. Oakland has Oakland is does well against running backs at times, right? But in that passing game, it's a thing, right? It could be open. Cincinnati's up after that. And then in the second game with Miami is up after that in your first game of your playoffs. That's lunch. I'm just saying, those 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 are moves. So if there are Jets off Jets offensive players 
who are on your mind. I know Lev Bell is not out there, but he just came off of a of a low situation. If somebody will, will take a trade for Lev Bell, go do that. Make that move ASAP, right? Should I go pick up Sam Darnold? You should pick up Sam Darnold if you're in a super flex situation. If you're in a super flex, Sam Darnold may be a good move. Can he bounce back from his move? Yeah, he's the guy and nobody else is going to take his spot. There's nobody kind of right on his heels. He'll work through whatever he did tonight. That, that, that'll be over. Next week, he could be back to his winning ways. I would say look into the Jets players, man. It's a light schedule coming up and, and it, it could be lunch. I'm just saying, I will go out and do that. All right, so public service announcement, a reminder, Ed Dixon um, on IR. Luke Wilson gave you nothing this week, right? And you know what type of production that they're hoping to get out of their tight ends. Ed Dixon could be coming back. He's somebody I would go and pick up and stash for later. He may come up big for you, especially with this horrible tight end market. Next thing, um, Geis. Geis of Washington is running back. He is... On his way back as well. They have been able to get nothing done with Chris Thompson and Adrian Peterson running. They they just they're looking for somebody, they're looking for something in the offense. They got stumped this week, right? People sliding all over the field, running and, and just diving into the water. It looked like it, it was just bad. Terry McLaurin didn't really go off. Washington needs players. Darius Geis is gonna be a player when he gets back. I'd scoop him now, and I wouldn't even think about it. I'd go ahead and scoop him right now. Put him away, and, and then hope. And maybe it's just if you have an IR spot, it's perfect. Scoop guys, put him away. He may come up big for you later on in the season. All right, y'all. So those are some of the waiver wire targets that I would kind of keep my eye on. Should I go out and get a Ben Watson is a question that some people may have. Look, he looked to be, even tonight, and I saw this a little bit on Twitter, one of the best tight end options for the, for the Patriots, even though he's football ancient as well. Um, I don't, I'm don't. i not there yet, but look, if you're struggling at the tight end position, yeah, make the move for Ben Watson. Why not, right? Um, and you probably won't cost you that much if you're giving up fantasy or if you're giving up free agent bucks. I'd probably go make the move for Ben Watson to see kind of what's up with him. Um, and if you can go two for probably get Ben Watson, store away at Ed Dixon. You never know uh, what could happen from that, right? I would, I would start thinking about that as well. All right. Now, here we go. Let's move on to who could be some guaranteed producers for week eight. Now, I gave you some of these names already, but... Um, I do have a few more names that I want to throw out for you just in case that you're you're kind of looking, wondering, you know, what's going to happen. I mentioned Corey Davis already. I think week eight could be a really good week for Corey Davis. I know you're like, bro, we heard the Corey Davis sermon already. Um, but I just got to reemphasize for you what type of situation you could be getting into for this upcoming week, right? Corey Davis has Tampa Bay. Y'all know what Tampa does. Tampa Bay is bad against the pass. It's just straight up. It's what they do. They give up a ton of passing yards to receivers. And he's going to be in a, he's he's just a good matchup. With Ryan Tannehill, they have a great connection. Great connection, bad matchup, money. I just see money for you, right? And I'd make the move. I'd probably start him this week. He's a a plus play, and, and I'll make the move for him. I'm just putting it out there, right? Now, it may be a bad weather game. I check on that, right, to kind of see what the situation is. I probably still started with confidence, man. They got to sling that thing to somebody. And I think Corey Davis is, is a good play for you. Um, 
some people may say, hey, what about A.J. Brown? He he may be a good player as well, and I, they have a great connection. He showed up well. He showed up great too, right? Both of them had, you know, um, like a, a coming out a little bit, right, um, especially this week. So he's not a bad play. I would probably go pick him up and see, right, um, as the week's progress. If there's no better options, A.J. Brown may be another option for me. But Corey Davis is, is a plus play for me this week. All right, John Brown. He's going up against Philly. Now, Philly is another bad defense against the pass, right? You saw what Cooper was able to do this week. They struggle, especially struggle with speed. They just struggle with speed. Malcolm Jenkins is a great safety. He's always struggled with speed. He's always been a guy who you can target with that type of speed. And they just don't have the corners on the outside to match up with, with Smoke Brown. And Brown had a really good week this week. I think he has another great week this week coming up against Philly. Man, I just I just think he does well. It's a bad defense, great connection um, between him and his quarterback. I say play him. That's a plus matchup for me. All right, um, Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett is locked. He should be locked already. That like this shouldn't even be a thing. I shouldn't even be talking to you about Tyler Lockett. He should be locked into your your lineup weekly. He's just been doing well, right? He's just been doing well. Now this week wasn't. Um, wasn't bad at all, right? You're talking about five receptions. I mean, sorry, five receptions, six receiving yards um, on seven targets. He's been the go-to guy um, for Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is another plus play if you needed to hear that, right? You probably don't need to hear that. You already know Russell Wilson is another plus play. But Tyler Lockett this week, I think, is is a lock, right, to, to do well, especially against Atlanta. I'm going to tell you all something, man. Atlanta had Pastor Troy come in there. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all, y'all don't need to know this. Just extra information. No, look, free of charge. Atlanta had Pastor Troy come in prior to the game, right? And you know normally when a celebrity comes in, like the team will get, like gather around and they'll like, you know, get engaged with the individual. Man, nobody did that. It was just like business as usual. They just, that was, they used to preach this brotherhood. They used to have this fun type atmosphere around that Atlanta team. I think that's dead. I think it's dead. I think they've lost all team atmosphere type vibes in a losing situation. They have lost everything. And I don't foresee that defense doing anything that's going to resemble playing great defense from here on out. I just think I think they'll get up for the Saints game. Don't get me wrong. I think Atlanta will get up for the games um, where, you know, there's bragging rights on the line. I think they'll get up for those games and play better. But Matt Ryan just went down with an ankle injury, right? Like, and I don't I don't know the severity, but they're saying that he avoided um they're saying that he avoided major injury. So listen, anybody going against Atlanta from here until the end of the season, keep your eye on them. Almost any wide receiver going against Philly from here to the end of the season, keep your eye on them. And as you already know, anybody going against Tampa Bay, keep your eye on them. All right. Now, I'm going to give you another possible option as somebody who you should keep your eye on this week. It's Daniel Jones. Now, Daniel Jones started off hot. Like, you remember when he first came in, it was Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes. Actually, I haven't heard that nickname in like two weeks. Just straight up. But Daniel Jones is going up against the Lions. Now, the Lions have went up against big-time talent at the quarterback position, minus Cousins, um, for the last few weeks. And Cousins even put a ringer on it. We talked about him earlier. Look at what they're going to get. You got Daniel Jones. So, look, okay. So, the Lions, for the last few weeks, right, 
They went up against Mahomes, gave up 315 passing yards. But you expect that. It's Mahomes. Then they go up against Rodgers. They give up 283, but two touchdowns. You expect that. That's Rodgers. Then they go up against Cousins. They give up 337 and four TDs. Now it's becoming a habit. It's just too much. And I think Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones is not my lock for this week. He's not like a bam, bam, it's going to happen. But he is a strong maybe. He's a strong maybe. He's a, if I don't have a lot of other quarterback options to go to, Daniel Jones may be a guy who I put a little bit of faith in because I think this Lions defense can be had. They've been had for the past three weeks. Why not Danny Dimes? I'm going to use it. I'm going to use the name because I ain't heard it in a minute. Why not Danny Dimes? Why can't Danny Dimes go in there and do similar work against the Lions? Now, is it because he don't have a lot of weapons? Yes, but Rodgers will lose in weapons. He still got the job done. Cousins lost um, Thielen. He still got the job done. You going to tell me Daniel Jones can't go in there with a golden Tate? Remember that golden Tate, right? And, and do some work. Right? He can't go in there and do some work? I think he can. And Daniel Jones is somebody who's a strong maybe for me. Right? I gave you three and a possible. <laughs> Daniel Jones is possible. I got one more for sure for you, though. Well, semi for sure because I'm going to tell you my, my worries here. You got um, Pittsburgh's defense going against Miami. I always like to give people, you know, good defense to go and look up because your boys may not be looking for that on a waiver wire. Right? I would say if you're streaming defenses, Pittsburgh's defense may be one to stream. They're going against Miami. Y'all know what type of play that is it's a plus play right every single week every time you see Miami load up it's time to go to work but you got Pittsburgh defense going against Miami Pittsburgh's defense has been great they have been great now the cool part about Pittsburgh's defense is that they have a pretty decent schedule moving forward they like I don't normally believe some people say I don't believe in um I don't believe in trading for defenses. But can I give y'all some names or some teams that'll make you think twice about whether Pittsburgh should be somebody you, you know, either put in a claim for or start to ride to the end of the season? Check this out. They got Miami coming up next, right? They have bad matchups, two bad matchups after that. Indy and um, the Rams. Now, you know, you know. All right. But after that is... Cleveland, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Arizona, Buffalo, and then the New York Jets. Man, what do you want? What do you want? Those are plus matchups. Every single one of those. Now, yes, yes, Cleveland can be dangerous. If they come back, if Cleveland comes back and they're what we thought Cleveland could have been from the beginning of the season, then by all means, right? But, man, you talking about this Pittsburgh defense, and they have been doing so well. They've been doing so well. You kind of wanna, you kind of wanna think about this. You kind of wanna think about what's going on with them. You kind of wanna see them in the situation, and you wanna see what they do. They've been doing well recently, right? You wanna see kind of what they do. The only they haven't had a ton of bad games, right? They haven't had a ton of bad games. They have a very light schedule moving forward. Their defense, I would keep my eye on if I were you. I keep my eye on the Pittsburgh defense. I'm just saying. Just trying to give y'all some help out there. All right, y'all. So, look, man, this has been a great time talking to you all. Hopefully, you got some good gems. Hopefully, there's somebody who you said, oh, I didn't think about that. And maybe there's one name. Maybe this whole time I've been talking, there's only one name that was like, oh, I can do something with that. Or maybe you didn't hear anything. Maybe there was not one name for you. Not one that kind of, you know, made you feel any type of way. 
Well, if that's the case, I apologize. And we'll do better next week. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening um, to our podcast. We do this on a week-to-week basis. We bring in so many experts on a week-to-week basis, man. They just give you the absolute best. I believe, I believe that we bring in some of the best analysts in all of fantasy football. Let me tell y'all what's going down. Look, there's, there's, I told y'all about the Scott Fishbowl already, right? There's guys who are in the Scott Fishbowl, and this is some of the, these are some of the best fantasy football players in the world, hands down. Like, they are some of the best fantasy football players in the world. I'm in constant communication with these guys, talking to them on a week-to-week basis, and I asked them to come on and visit our show. Why would I do that? Because last season, like I told y'all, man, I was in seven leagues and I won six titles. You feel me? And I knew it was because the information I was able to get from them, plus the information I already have inside of me. Look, the Bible says this. There's safety in a multitude of counsel. When you going, <laughs> when I'm going to war with this stuff, I need counsel. So I talk to my boys. I talk to people. I ask for advice, right? I don't do this on my own because I don't have to. There's too many people out there willing to give you great advice on fantasy football. If you're too proud to take the advice, then you are going to fail. Yes, you can go out on your own, do your own thing, right? Yeah, go do that. But you're taking somebody's advice. You're reading something. If you're going to be successful in this game, man, you're going to take some advice. You're getting some advice from somewhere. And if you're not getting any advice from anywhere, but you're still out there killing people, our number is 470-228-MTMV. Give us a call and we'll interview you and bring you on the podcast so you can share your great information with the rest of the fantasy world. All right, y'all. It's been a phenomenal time. I super love talking to you all about fantasy football, and I can't wait to get to you next week. And we've got a great guest on next week, man. I can't wait to um, share. I can't wait to talk to him and let him share his wonderful information he is a film junkie and i can't wait for him to to come here and let you guys know what to do with your fantasy league so every week we suck a little less at fantasy all right y'all i am out have a phenomenal day i don't do the most but i do a lot i'ma make a toast because we still alive no big i feel like pop i shoot a shot I'm coming in hot. Hello, my name is Venora Lewis, also known as Nora Natish, and I am the host of The V Report. Each week, you will get a report from me about what is happening in the world of sports. Once a month, I will bring you an interview done by myself with someone associated to the world of sports, whether that be an athlete, trainer, writer, agent, or etc. The interviews will be exciting and informative. So keep a lookout for more information on my social media pages. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nora underscore Natish. You can also find my segment on the MTMV Sports Podcast.